Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Spokesperson for the American College of Emergency Physicians. She's Dr. Lee. And the Dr. Lee Vinoker Show. Hi, and welcome to the show, Health from the Outside In, um, on, on Radio MD. Um, my next guest is, uh, Sally Buchanan Hagen. She is an ER nurse and a very brave one. She wrote a very uh, good and interesting article that was on Yahoo Health about um, suicide in the ER and some of the prejudice that people kind of uh, see and do. You know, mental health still is something that has a stigma here, and I'm sure overseas where she's from, and she speaks from experience. So welcome, Ms. Hagen. Thanks for being on. Thanks for having me. So tell me first, um, you're an ER nurse, and and yeah. uh, so you've seen um, a lot. That a lot of people come to the emergency room, I'm an ER doc, in crisis um, or yeah. after suicide attempts. So tell me what you first were observing as an ER nurse was seeing these uh, depressed or suicidal patients. Um, well, when I first started working in emergency um, it was really quite evident that these patients weren't really treated with the type of seriousness that other patients were coming in with, such as you know chest pains and that sort of thing. And they were sort of disregarded, and their troubles weren't really you know taken into like serious account. Which I you know thought that that was wrong. And then as I had my own mental health issues, it really started to kind of resonate with me that this was something that needed to be changed. Yeah, and it it's true. There is, you know, there is this um, stigma that in all societies that people have with the mental illness. You know, I had a, a very good friend, and you'll tell me about your experience with bipolar. Her son was bipolar, and, and she had said to me, you know, and he's had a lot of issues. If if you had a child that had cancer, people would be so sympathetic, like, oh, I'm so sorry, how are you doing? But when you have a child with a mental illness, people don't ask that, act that way. They, you know, and it, yeah. it's a terrible thing. And then we, yeah. you know, in the U.S., we hear about another case of a mentally ill person getting a hold of a gun and shooting people up. Mm. And then it becomes in the forefront again. Let's talk about mm. mental illness. But but there are problems with it. Tell tell us a little bit about yourself because you really have this. This yeah. article was poignant because um, you described your own um, battle. Yeah. So um, over two years ago now, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder when I was twenty two, and um, that really like put a spanner in the works with my life, basically for eighteen months, and I was in and out of psychiatric hospitals and swinging between depression and mania. And it got to the point about this time last year where I was just quite severely depressed and I was psychotically depressed and I did try to end my own life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And a big barrier for me to getting help at that time, specific time, was I knew that if I presented to the emergency department that I would be judged. Mm. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what happened when you were, you know, that instance that you kind of talk about where somebody well, um, intervened. Well, I you. was, I was, had been discharged from a psychiatric hospital about a week before and um, 
I had been in the hospital for nine weeks for depression. And when I was discharged, I was still wasn't 100%. Mm-hmm. And I just remember one night, it just got too much. Um, it's really hard to describe the type of um, emotional Despair. turmoil that you're yeah. in when you are feeling suicidal. And I w- did plan to jump off a cliff, but mm. a um, person walking past, a stranger walking past, stopped me from doing that. Wow. So that was very lucky that someone, I mean, I imagine. Oh, it was lift incredibly have... lucky. Yeah. Yeah. And she, coincidentally, she worked for the um, psychiatric department at the local hospital. So wow. I was very lucky that that person came along at that time. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and you talk in this article too about you know, the difference of the serious versus less serious. And in medical school, you know, we talk about it too. Who who are the people, you know, you're targeted because of your little bit of time. You know, you're trying to target the people that are at the highest risk, you know, and then they give you this mm-hmm. category like, you know, older men uh, that have handguns and such, you know, those, you're targeting those. So, Maybe there is a little bit of bias. Those are the highest risk people for suicide versus the the ones that attempt many times but don't take enough mm. pills or scratch their wrists. And you're saying yeah. that that's not a fair assessment, right? No, it's not. I think um, regardless of the presentation um, and the sever- what would appear to be the severity of the attempt, everyone should be treated with compassion and respect and dignity and anyone who intentionally harms themselves needs help they're not that they are unwell so that's my argument to this is um you know just universal compassion yeah and which is true now you're you're from australia is that yes Right. right. Yeah. Now, I don't know. I know in the U.S. in the last 20 years, we have deinstitutionalized mental health, which has mm-hmm. created a huge problem for us in the ER. There's a backlog because we got rid of, once we got rid of a lot of the hospitals, there weren't, you know, people didn't go into nursing for that. There weren't enough psychiatrists. So now, you know, we now have health care, thankfully, that says you have to cover mental health as much as, you know, at the same amount and rate similar to regular uh, health problems. But now there's this void of what do we do with these people? I don't know if it's different in Australia for actually helping people because that's why the ERs get backed up in the U.S. because yeah. there are no places to put these people. Yeah, we um, had the institutionalization yeah. over 20 years ago as well in Australia. And yeah, it was like psychiatric beds are few and far between right really and we do have that problem and it is it is tricky um having to see patients who could potentially need to be admitted as an inpatient but they they're not fitting that full criteria but they're not 100 percent okay to go home and you have to you do unfortunately have to send them back out into the community yeah. Now, uh, and uh, do, so, community mental health helpers and and day day hospitals do those help somewhat? You think? Yeah, definitely. I think they have. You know, they provide support and they give um, people places to go as well. So that's so. Yeah, and, I think they help a lot. But I think that yeah, the issue is we need more psychiatric beds. Mm-hmm. So, and how are you doing? Are you back to working as an ER nurse? And uh, Yep, so I work um, casually in the emergency department or emergency room. 
as a nurse. Uh-huh. And um, I've been really good. I've been out of hospital for a year now, which is a personal best since my diagnosis. So oh, that's great. Things are going well. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And uh, yeah. I'm sure that, um, you know, I don't know if you're interested in more schooling or not, but I know that they need good psychiatric nurses and crisis mm. counselors and things like that and somebody with your yeah. insight. I'm yeah, sure. well, it's um, definitely an area of interest and one of my passions now. So, yeah, I'm, I am looking down those avenues. Yeah. So what is yeah. the take-home message that you have for, for people? Just uh, quickly, we have about my, a minute. My take-home message um, is in two, two um, parts. The first part is everyone is entitled to be treated with compassion, respect, and dignity. Um, everyone who comes through our doors is entitled to that care. And the second message I want people to hear is I spoke to a lot of colleagues and a lot of other nurses when I was writing this article and all of them stressed that they had great respect for people who came to the emergency department saying they were feeling suicidal and that they needed help and so interventions could be put into place before they actually put themselves into life-threatening situations. And universally it was said that these patients were really brave. Yeah. So that's my message to these people. Thank you so much for your bravery and what you've done. It's very important. Um, This is the Dr. Levin Oker Show on Radio MD. Stay tuned into your health.